Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to explore what it's like on both sides of the fence for the first corporate job. Right, so we've been for an interview. We wanted to hire someone, so I'll start with a corporate hat. Hire someone, we went through, we spent a lot of time, effort and money sourcing the right person. We've got the right person. They're coming through the door next week. So what's our responsibility? How is that experience important? How should we make them feel when they get here? What preparation should we do? Firstly, I think that will start before they come, communicating the fantastic news, but also what is gonna happen when you arrive, what time to arrive, where to go, where to see, who to see, etc. That is only a touch of it. Now, you've all been involved in either something called onboarding, orientation and induction and all of that processes. Some organisations have them, some organisations don't. Some do them, but it's a ticker box and some really, really put a lot of effort in. Why is it important for an organisation to take absolute care with this? Firstly, it's about, it costs you money to hire and, and replace. Two, it's about retention and your reputation again, so you don't want to do that. And thirdly, you think about when you started working and how that felt and how would it feel better, how would you make it easier. Having said that, now looking at the individual, I say you might be your very first corporate role or it might be your first role in this corporation or small team, whatever it is, do not come expecting that everything is going to just fall in place and, and you're a passive recipient of this because you're the chosen one. You prepare how you're going to engage and what plan. In other words, do your own planning of onboarding and induction. Whether they have it or not, prepare in your mind. These days, now I can reflect on at least 10 different programs that I experienced over the years and they all have very, very strong points and some, you know, can be done better. However, the, the, the times have changed and you, the, you can even have an app, you can download an app that tells you about onboarding and to self-manage or as an organisation to use. I don't want to go into that. I want to go into... No, it's technology. Yeah, I don't want to go into that. No. no, I want to go into the purpose and how to use the wants of opportunity. Why I say it's one of is because this is you starting in the organisation. You're not going to start twice. You're starting in the workforce and that's always once. So what do you do? And, and the thing is, forgetting the technical and you can learn so much from, your, you have already know about the organisation because you got the, the job, you went for interviews, so there's a lot there. But once you're there, look at the mechanical things, if you look, structural things. Have you got access, computer access? Have you got all of this? What's the compliance you have to learn beforehand? All the intranet stuff that is available to teach you. And they're all really important and must-haves. But to me, the key success factor is going to meet people. And going to meet people that you are in the immediate area you're working with, whether it is the management team, if you're a manager yourself, or you have peers. Even if you don't have people working for you, you have peers. 
And the department you're working in, or that part of the organisation you're working in, how does it interact with other areas and how you go and meet those people? Because you're new, you just suss out what's best for creating a timetable and meeting those people to get to know them. They are going to be your success factor because they're your network, they're going to be the people that you get to know how they like to work. So if you're either receiving services from them or you're providing services to them, then or they might be that point of contact with the external customer, then you get to know the people. And you take the trouble of tailoring your approach to meet that and understanding if what you do, how it affects them and what are the key success factors for them. When I say people, I mean across the board. And that can be within country, it could be out of country as well, it could be, so just think people in the broadest sense. What occurs to me in all of that is that from both sides of the table, you need to ensure that that first contact, that first impression that is made, is the one that you want to be the lasting one because it, there will be a judgment made in the first 90 seconds yeah. both sides on the first day you need to ensure you know if you're the one going in for the job that you start the way you want to continue so don't go in there all dressed up if you're not going to do that every day yeah. and if it's not you you've been chosen for a particular reason and if you were dressed appropriately at the interview which we talked about in a different podcast then the organisation is not expecting anything different of you. So don't be different on the first day. Be the way that you are going to continue to be and be genuine because that's what you'll need to get you through this first few weeks of activity. From the organisation's point of view, the organisation needs to be the way it is going to be. When the, the new person comes in, that they have someone who meets them at the front door, that they don't go have to go to the front desk and say, oh, I'm here to start work today, I'm supposed to see, and you look at your letter and see who it is. Now, I know that it's daunting the first time you do it, and certainly after a few years of experience, you'll know that you can just walk up and, you, and you'll have the self-confidence and, and the knowledge and the experience to be able to do those things. But first time around, it is hard. You're moving from, in a lot of cases, you're moving from the protected environment of university or school or wherever it is, and you're coming into a whole new culture, a whole new way of being. So you need someone to hold your hand to go through that. Or you don't need someone, but it is better for the organisation and for you if there's someone yeah. there. So as an organisation, I would encourage you to have the person who is going to have the most interaction with the new person be the one who meets them. Yeah. Because they need to have that contact. They need to have, you know, initially it's their first mentor and you need to Some start. Some call it buddy system. Yep. So yep. it can so, be yep. either. So have the yep. buddy system. Whatever it is, whatever works for your organisation, put that in place because it's going to pay you back Yes. in ways that you couldn't possibly imagine. A lot of organisations put a lot of effort in doing this and also how to understand within the area you're working in. There's different programs and some of them called accelerated graduates and all of that, the ones that you're going to make the future executives very quickly. The thing that there's so many good things about it, but one that I love is the fact that they get to work in all parts of the organisation regardless to what their wish is at the end, where they want to end up, say finance, human resources, sales, whatever. 
but they work in and there's a program that get them through that okay that's a special program it's a big investment i think if i was starting again and or recruiting i would do that at a much smaller scale for myself or for anybody i'm hiring is it doable yes it is providing that you're willing to put the effort in and time and work with your manager so i'm the newbie so I go and make myself take advantage of whatever the organisation has and then say, okay, well, I've done all of this, this is great. Now, would it be all right if I put a programme together that allow me time to work in different areas or observe, be an observer in different areas to learn if I manage that myself without it interfering mm -hmm. in my hours. So for example, you might say as a self-learning exercise, we spend a lot of time doing degrees, masters, etc. And that takes a lot longer. So if I said oh, I'm gonna spend an extra three hours a week across the week to, to do it, then work with different areas of the organization. So this is I've got my manager's approval. Um, this is what I like to do. Who would be the best person in your area for me to buddy with or observe or whatever? So I really think that would be something is doable and it doesn't take much time. The other bit that I always, always liked, it's a bit harder to do now because it's a call center exposure. Anybody that's new, we got them to uh, spend some time at the call center and at the call center they were just listening in. They didn't do anything, they just learned directly what the customers are saying and how we handle it. And in some cases the compliments and in some cases the complaints. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of those call centers are offshore but Having said that, it doesn't mean you can't do it. Before we used to sit next to someone and put an earpiece in our head. Now nearly everything is recorded. Mm. See if you can get a sample of that record, obviously with sign-offs and approvals on the compliance side, and listen to it to get closer to that customer without being there. So try to understand the organization end-to-end, -end, the purpose of the organization, watch each part of it importance is what effect or benefit it has on each other and this way not only it make your work more meaningful and you know exactly how it fits in but it also for the future it gives you ideas of what you have the network you made in in preparing and in then saying well you know what i really would like to apply for a job after i've done this and done it and did it well for whatever, 12 months to a year, whatever is, is right for that job. I, I do want to apply for a job in that area when the opportunity arrives. That's a, a lot on the actual work side of things. When I think back to when I first started, the first couple of jobs that I had, the thing that I found the most reassuring and did me the most favours in, in a very personal sense, in a very immediate sense, was that I had a little kit that I took with me that was my I will be productive from day one kit that was basic stuff so I didn't have to ask people where the staplers were yeah. where the coffee mugs were the scissors all of the, the things that you might need that you don't want to have to 
ask someone for the mundane basic stuff as the first interaction that you have with people. So if there's an opportunity for you to do that, put a little kit together for yourself so that you've always got something that... And the the other benefit of that is that you have things that are yours around you and so it, it settles you, it puts you into place better. The other thing that you can do along those lines, of course, if you're in the organisation, from the organisational point of view, is you have a pack that is the, the starter kit. Here's your, here's your starter kit. It's something that you can give them. It's, it's a nice thing to be able to do on someone's first day. It's good for the person giving it. It's good for the person receiving it. And in that, you have the basics that sets up their desk so that if they need you know, the access to their system, then their password and, and their login and all of those sorts of things. They're on a little card that's in there. The details of where the toilets are, where mm. the, yeah. you know, just the mud map of the, the locality. So that you might have people who've never been in this geographic environment before and need to know things about where stuff is. Those sorts of things can work wonders with both sides of the table. The other thing is we start a new job and we're very excited because we've done a lot of thinking beforehand, we've got through the interview, we have ideas and we know that at the interview and in preparation we said what's the critical things that are happening in the organisation where I'm going to be working at present and they'll give you the top three and you think oh wow I can do this and this and this. That's fantastic and never ever lose that. Don't try to do it all in day one. (laughs) And I think a lot of people are at your first meeting, you know, trying to impress and then you sort of got nothing. But at the end of the week you gave all your ideas and now they either made it or didn't make it. It doesn't matter. Why I'm saying that is not to just keep things up your sleeve. It's that because then once you get to know the organisation from the inside, you can tailor it better. And it's a combined what you learn about the organisation, what they've tried and what you brought with you because there's always two bits. Mm-hmm. And that is you're here because you've got something to give and offer the organisation and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So take your time so that you can even give more and more innovative ideas mm-hmm. than you would if you just came in and so said, here's my bag of tricks and I've got 20 solutions and here they are. So an extension of that is thinking about, you know, we, we've asked you as, as starting the job to be positive, we've asked the person that you're going to be working with most often to be positive and represent the organisation well. What do we do for the team that you're joining who has another new person? You know, and in some cases it'll be, oh, no, someone new and now we're going to have to go through all this again and they'll have all this and they'll be like this and... Now, can't they just come in and do their job and not disturb me? So what do we do for the team to ensure that they are as positive mm-hmm. about a new person and a new starting person, not just a new person yes. who might have, who might come with all sorts of other experience, but someone who's starting out, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's like we've got the new kid in the class again. What do we do? I think definitely rotate the buddy system. And it's not a job, it's an honour. So you've got to sell it that... The benefit of that is how you're going to nurture your own experience as managing others, and manage is loosely speaking, in, in saying, how do I help others? This is where you get to demonstrate teamwork. This is where you can demonstrate that you're doing this because it is a teamy thing to do, and it's not always the same person, even if some people love to do it all the time and some don't want to do it. I would definitely rotate it because you will get as much out of it 
as you are giving that new startup. It also tests your commitment to an organisation. Yes. Because I, I can talk about it in terms of the not-for-profit groups that I work with. We are finding that the retention rate of members is far stronger yeah. if they are teamed up with someone from the start, whether it's the person that introduced yes. them to the organisation or not. But if we can align them with someone, um, skill levels for one group is, is a thing that, that works well, less skill with more skill. The synergy that happens and the ongoing positive response and then that, that spreads and the, the enthusiasm spreads and then they bring in someone new and so we get this sort of three or four tiered structure of, of introducing people and you manage it well enough you don't get clicks you just get yes. groups of people who are enthused and who know others a little better than they know the rest of the, the group the other big benefit of course is keep seeing things from fresh eyes mm. you've been there a while whether it's 12 months or five years and then you're now talking to someone who just walked in and again, to see that, it makes you think about new things and it makes you think about things that you took for granted. I remember... And, and things that, that are falling by the wayside, things that they might notice that, yes. that you haven't noticed. That's right. Well, but also nowadays everybody got a solution for this. But I remember when I first worked in one organisation, I had to hit the ground running and, and I was gone from meeting to meeting to meeting. And I wrote... Um, nearly three pages of uh, list-wise of acronyms that I didn't know what they meant and, and company jargon and um, I thought that's okay I don't I'll get the context of it but I need to understand it and and I know over time well, somebody says oh we already started a document on that go on the internet and you'll find it alphabetical but if you've got some more we'll add it on and and then we just get building on it Things like that is, mm. again, everybody knows what they're talking about. You're yes. sitting there and you don't want to keep interrupting, going, what does that mean? What does that, what's that? So you just write it and then you need someone to either ask or be directed where to go to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we did talk in, in a separate podcast about your business language and yes. not using your shorthand and not using yes. your <laughs> business speak necessarily, that it wasn't always the case that people would... Everyone, even in the organisation, might understand it. So that's another thing to be wary of, particularly if someone's starting out new. And it's not a thing to be waved at them saying, oh, don't you understand it yet? You know, It's not a rite of passage. And I guess that's probably the one thing that we haven't talked about, haven't touched on, is that there is still, I know, in, in many organisations, a feeling that new people have to have their rite of passage. They have to have their experience. They have to have... These things go wrong. They have to be sent out to buy the spotted paint, whatever yeah, it is. No, absolutely not. And that just doesn't give you any yeah. return. It doesn't. And, and that's why if you, as, as a manager, a team member, whatever it is, if you make it your goal to make that first day, week, month a good experience for a new starter, that would be a great thing. And if then as a new starter... You come in with lots of resilience of saying, no matter what, I'm going to turn it into a great experience because I really want to work here. Mm. I, I want this job because I fought for it yeah. and I'm going to make it yeah. a happy environment for me as well. So if you, everybody comes in with that attitude, you'll find a way.
All right, we might leave it on a positive note. That's our spin on starting your first corporate job from both sides of the table. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fulian Rosborn, and this is Inside Exec.